One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone. It's Margaret. If you've been enjoying Mortal Minority Month, there's another podcast from the Erios Network I think you'll love. It's called Web Crawlers, hosted by internet sleuths Ali Siegel and Melissa Stetton. They investigate unsolved mysteries like UFO sightings and disappearances. Subscribe to Web Crawlers wherever you listen to podcasts. An Erios original. It's so crazy that I mean, there aren't more comedian criminals. Yeah, that are using their lifestyle on the road to to a criminal yeah, advantage. Yeah, right. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but the, um, the I mean, what if there was a bank robbing comedian? You know, hmm. every cl- club they went to in every city, they would also rob a bank with a mask or something. Oh yeah, that would be interesting. Welcome to The Margaret Show, where we talk to people you know and people you should know. It's Mortal Minority Month, and today we are talking to great friend of the show, Brent Weinbach, about Issei Sagawa. I say your name on this podcast like two times almost every episode. No. At least once, and sometimes two times. And then I I saw Bart... Uh, in San Francisco, and I Coleman? said, that, uh, no. "No, Bart, uh, oh, Bart Davenport." Davenport. And we well, talked about you, of course. Yeah, well, and um, we oh. should go see him. Yeah. Oh, is he playing in Los Angeles soon? I don't know, but he usually is. I have to look on his Instagram because he usually does. Like he has Bart and the Bediz- Bedazzled, mm-hmm. and then he'll like um, play with other people. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, let's go see him. Yeah, let's we should it. go see him. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you know, it's like. Because now I talked about him, and I talked about you with him, and now I've talked to you about him. Uh-huh. So then, so now, now uh, I have to talk to him about you, right? Or we, or something yeah, like that. Because it's like and then we all have to talk about each other with each with other. each other. Yeah, I think that would be the best. Did you have a good time in San Francisco? You went after me. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I was really sick, you know. So right um, again. Yeah. No, I mean, what do you mean? Well, you went. No, when we uh, we were in um, in oh, Oakland. Oh, oh, oh. I, sorry. I we're, for some reason I just was thinking about the Oakland show when you said yes. that. Uh, even though there's a big difference between right. Oakland. Well, it's been a, a couple of weeks. Okay. No, actually, no. I, it was fine. I did have a good time. Yeah, I went the week after you, and it was good. Mm-hmm. Shows were good. Uh, but yeah, it was good. It did, was you do, did you do um, stand up comedy? Yeah, there? I did. A, I did a full. I was doing a full set. That was like my main show there. Uh huh. Is just doing. A set, you know a longer set yes um, i i had a good time what'd i you do? i did a, a show a couple of shows with bart with our band the yeah. red room orchestra yeah and i sang uh uh roy orbison's crying and uh brand new key the melanie Safka, and then also um uh spill the wine the eric burden song okay. with war and then i also sang um a oh, uh, bebopalula gene uh-huh. vincent and um, Bart sang, he was so good. He did, uh, uh, don't go to New Orleans, baby, don't go to New Orleans. But he would point at each individual audience telling that particular member not to go mm-hmm. to New Orleans. Don't you go. Yeah. Don't he's you good, go. I, he's a good performer. I like, like when he individually points out and says, don't you go to New Orleans. <laughs> don't you go. And then he was he took his time with that, and then he also did a really really stirring rendition of Boogie Shoes, the Casey and 
in the Sunshine sure. Band. Okay, yeah. He's really good. Bart's really good at all the like all the disco too. He's good, great at doing covers, and he's his original stuff is so good, and he's mm-hmm. just a great. He's one of the best musicians. He's, he's one of the, so good. He's a good musician and a good songwriter. Yeah, everything. If and I ever so ha- good. If I could, when I, one day, if I ever get to do my dream TV show, mm-hmm. I want him to do the theme song. That would be great. Yeah. You, what is it, your What is your dream TV show? To do a family sitcom. I think like that's a good idea. Like a family sitcom. That's a good idea. Like a clap. Cons- a very classic 80s style family sitcom, but the dad is me mm-hmm. is the only thing that's wrong with it is that the dad <laughs> is me and, but everything else is as uh, conventional as you would imagine uh, is, right. is as archetypal as, uh, you know, as possible for an 80s style sitcom. Mm-hmm. But the dad is, is the wrong casting choice. It's me. Why is that wrong though? Well, because it just, the sensibility that I would bring to it would be in stark contrast to the sensibility uh, and aesthetic of everything else, you know? Right. So, well, but I also, I like family sitcoms from the 80s, too. Right. I mean, I, I love them. Mm-hmm. So it, it, there would be good family sitcom comedy in it, but then there yes. would also be whatever I do in mm-hmm. there as well. And then there would also be the clashing of that and also the... Um, Sort of the postmodern uh, element as well, and, and, and recreating that kind of um, aesthetic. I love that as as, a, as an additional layer of comedy. I think that's a great idea, and I think that. But it, I, I would want a classic sitcom yeah. uh, theme. Yeah, and I think he would be really good at that. because he would do a good job. Because what you have to do with those themes is you have to tell the story of the show in the 45 seconds or one minute. Yeah, or even 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah, of what it is. And so that's the challenge is that you have to give like the, I guess what it, the log line or the the, yeah. the one sort of like sentence that encapsulates what the show is. Yeah, and I, and also, and do it in a way that's not as, uh, is not as, uh, in a way that where it could be a song that someone could just listen to mm-hmm. on the radio though. Too. Yeah. I like those those theme songs where they do describe what the show is kind of about, but mm-hmm. it's also, they don't, it's not super specific. Right. You know? I mean, it's not exactly telling you the plot of the story or right. the, the premise of the show, mm-hmm. but it's, but there's, it, it almost could be a song that you hear on the radio. Well, like, like the to, Cheers. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Like yeah, Cheers yeah. is like where everybody knows your name. So yeah. it's perfect. And so they're not saying, you know, this song, this is, this show is, you know, it's, it's not about a, I mean, this is a, I mean, that song could be not about sh- the sh- TV show. It could mm-hmm. be about something else, too. Right. That's kind of cool. Or know? like um, the MASH theme was Suicide is Painless. Yeah, Suicide is Painless. Yeah. Um, I Didn't Robert Altman's son write that or something like I that? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think I want to say like, I, I don't know. I hope I'm not spreading false information here. But I, yeah, I, somebody's son, and I think it was Robert Altman's son, wrote the the wrote that song and wrote the lyrics and he was 17 or something oh, like wow, that. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and he's writing the song about war veterans and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Well. But, um, but uh, the, and Cheers was written by a guy named uh, Gary Portnoy mm-hmm. who also did the theme to Mr. Belvedere. Oh. And also, one of, he didn't sing it. He, he yeah. Because Leon Redbone sang it. Mm-hmm. But he wrote it and he also wrote one of my favorite, probably my second favorite TV show theme of all time, the Punky Brewster Oh, I, I can't recall it. How do- <laughs> uh, it goes, you know, da 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 da. Maybe the world is in da 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 da. Just a little da da. Oh, da 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 da. Every time I turn around, da 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 da. You know that song? It's really good. It has, it yeah. Has, anyway, I mean, I, I probably made it sound not good just now, but you know, it sounds um, it's like the, the Marseillaise when you the you know the uh, French national national anthem. Oh, anthem. it did a little bit, yeah. Really? But I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Should, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think Bart would do a very good job and um, doing would, your I song. I think he has that classic sensibility, he does. you know, and I like that. You know, there's something of the Brill Building, you know, that kind of like you know those '60s songwriters who would like write all the things like they wrote, like uh, Carol King wrote, like all those songs from the Monkeys, uh-huh, or okay. like a Harry. There's a Harry Carole Nilsson. King wrote songs from the Monkeys. Yeah, she okay. wrote Pleasant Valley Sunday. Okay, and. Um, she, uh, yeah, she wrote quite a few songs. Her and Jerry Goff and her husband at the time, they were working at the Braille Building. Uh, they wrote quite a few of the monkey songs. And, um, but all, yeah, Harry Nilsson also would be, um, a, mm-hmm. that's sort of a, a Bart Davenport kind of 
somebody that I think of when I think of Bart Davenport. Sure, sure, sure. He's yeah, singer songwriter. Actually, this guy Garrett Portnoy. I was so he had an album that came out prior to him writing TV show themes, mm-hmm. and it's some of it sounds like Bart Davenport. I and mm. I just it's it even even his vo- voice sounds like Bart Davenport. Yeah. Anyway, that's um, interesting. But that's somebody. Um, yeah, Bart is just, he's so classic. I love, he's really classic. I just love classic songwriting. I do too. And I I love it. I like 70s, 80s songwriting. I've been listening a lot to Paul Williams. I've rediscovered the Paul Williams catalog. Yeah. And he's so good. He's the best. Yeah. He, um, I love the, I love the, the, I love that song, uh, Faust from, um, from Phantom uh, of the, the Paradise, Paradise yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, the Rainbow Connection is like a favorite. Such a beautiful song. There's so much heart. But they the the chords are weird because they're like lots of sharps and a lots of like um, sustained chords. So they they kind of ask a lot of questions in the song. Oh yeah, there's okay. sort of a lot of like philos- philosophical Rain- questions. Connection? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lots yeah. of philosophical questions are asked sort of by the notes, but he's oh, very that's good. Cool, yeah. He's very he's, good. He's, what an interesting looking guy, huh? I mean, mm-hmm. especially in in that movie, you know, Phantom of the Paradise. Paradise. He's so kind of he's swan. Bizarre. Yeah. He's he's, like, um, he's a sex symbol in that movie. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Because he's uh, he wears a lot of like sort of these Art Nouveau suits and yeah. um, rings. Yeah, yeah. Lots of and rings. His hair, too, everything. He's, he's, his just shag a, hair. He's a short guy, too, right? Yeah, he's a yeah. smaller gentleman. Yeah. And uh, so, and in the movie, yeah, he's, it's a Brian De Palma movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which is such an odd Actually, thing. Actually, that movie made me understand Brian De Palma because I sort of didn't, I didn't quite understand why Scarface was as popular as mm. it was. Mm-hmm. And then watching Found in the Paradise, I realized that that's, Brian De Palma is about being over the top. Right. And he's about, that's just his whole thing. His aesthetic is just, everything is just really loud, yeah. you know? And, yeah. And I, after watching Found in the Paradise, I had a newfound appreciation for Scarface and another yes. and other movies. And even movies like Casualties of War, which one might not even think is uh, is over the top. I think it is. It's just mm. so hardcore, you right. know? And it's so kind of you know so dark and yeah depressing but i kind of get that now you know? and over the over the top i mean i, I mean, it's over the top over what the they top. do to the the woman in that mm-hmm. you know? yeah it's crazy that yeah. the um uh, phantom of the paradise i get kind of lumped in with like those um like tommy uh, a sort of yeah, or yeah, like yeah, yeah, um yeah yeah it's totally it's very similar to that yeah. kind mm-hmm. of like big rock musicals yeah, yeah. of like the 70s um it's very or colorful very yeah. colorful or even um kind of spacey like maybe rocky horror picture shows yeah, yeah, another yeah. sure certainly that's yeah. kind of campy spacey yeah um but uh those are not brian de palma films but they it, but you know uh but phantom of the paradise that's a such a you know it's a darker Right. Darker than those other movies, yeah. You know? and and, even uh, though Rocky Horror Picture Show, you would think is you know it's kind it, of got that campy horror thing, but it's, yeah. You know, but it, no, it's dark. It's certainly darker. Yeah, yeah, definitely um, darker. But um, and very, um, I mean, it, it's kind of yeah, it's like a horror, but like a rock horror, which I like. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And then the, there's a this is Brian De Palma movie. Did you ever see that movie Greetings? It's one of his first movies. I think no, it's, it might be a second movie, Mm-mm. and it's I think it's Robert De Niro's first movie. Wow. And, um, but it's very, I think it came out in 69 or something maybe. Mm. And it's very, it's, it's got that kind of late sixties kind yeah. of seventies. I have to see that. You know, I have to see that. Yeah. I haven't. It's okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's all right. Yeah. I mean, I, what's his, Robert Jenner plays a sort of, I don't know, creep or something. Mm. Yeah, that's good. But it's, um, yeah, I like those early, um, like, Robert De Niro movies. Well, I love Taxi Driver and, yeah, you know, it, yeah. all those like great, like early, early Robert De Niro movies are great. So exciting. Yeah. I, he's great to watch. I, I like, yeah. I, Robert De Niro, he's, yeah, he's definitely, he's, he's, he looks cool too, you know, mm-hmm. in the 70s. He looks cool. He looks Taxi, really I, I wanted cool. to look like him when I was in high school. Mm, when mm-hmm. I was in high school, I tried to dress like him mm. and I wanted to kind of, in, in Taxi Driver, mm-hmm. particularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He cool. I mean, before he shaves, gives himself the mohawk, he, yeah. he looks cool, I think. Yeah, he looks know? very handsome and yeah. very, I mean, it, it, like the army jacket. I like the mohawk, too. Yeah, I mean, I well, think it all yeah. looks good. Have, did you ever have a mohawk? No, I think I had like shaved side, but never full mohawk. Yeah. Did you? No, no. I've had the same hairstyle since I was born. Mm, I, so you... I, I was born with gray hair and... <laughs> 
you know, like this, this kind of bristle pad on my head. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, the, uh, yeah, no, I've never had, I never went through any phases. I never, no punk rock phase? I, no. I mean, I hung out with punk rock kids mm-hmm. in high school, but, um, I never, I never went, I've, I've always been the same. Did I know, ever, I don't change. Do you ever do, go through a, a true crime phase? No. What, what do you well, mean? Like, like th- was I ever cr- criminalistic? Cr- no, 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 no. no. Okay. Um, but like very interested in true crime uh, as a because that's a seg that's sort of coming segueing into yeah a what we're going to do today. Show. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, certainly. I mean, I what I wouldn't say it was a phase where I was obsessed with watching, you know, unsolved mysteries or whatever mm-hmm. or, or stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I watch. I mean, I I check stuff out. Yeah, you do. I mean, I think I think human interest stories are interesting, and I think that falls into that category, kind of. You do know? you remember? Um, this is your before your time, but this uh, there was a comedian named Vince Champ who was mm. a rapist. He, ah, um, I think I I think I saw him once at the Improv. Yeah, is he? Dead now, maybe or uh, I, no. I, I don't. I believe he's still alive. I but I remember somebody saying that guy was. Would you, was he convicted? He's rapist? convicted rapist. Yeah, yeah, I think someone said he was. I, someone kind of whispered to me. Yeah, like I, this was probably in the mid two thousand or something. I saw right. it was a get together of comedians, and mm. there was, and I saw him, and someone was sitting there, and that name rings a bell. Anyway, yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, yeah. he was a serial rapist who um, was. Uh, raping women and um he would say something to them and then uh the this woman was listening to the morning radio and she heard him and she heard the voice that he used and she realized that was the man that raped her so she called the police really? yeah oh, and he wow. he crazy. would go on the road and he would rape women um all along his gig route. I heard, you know, I did hear about, somebody was telling me, yeah, uh, somebody like Brian Poussin or Pat Oswalt was telling me about, yeah. that, say, talking about this guy, yeah. Yeah. And I think I saw him once at the improv, yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy that, I mean, there aren't more comedian criminals, but... Oh, yeah, that, or, yeah, right. Yeah, that are using their lifestyle on the road to, to a criminal yeah, advantage, right. I guess. Yeah, yeah but the... Um, the be, what if there was a bank-robbing comedian, you know? Hmm. And they, they every cl- club they went to in every city, they would also rob a bank with a mask or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That would be... I mean... That would be interesting. That would be kind of something to think that about. That would be... The- <laughs> <laughs> something to talk about in another episode. If that, that happened. If that happened. Hopefully, yeah. Well, this episode, um, I wanted to talk to you about... Uh, this is a very interesting case. It's a guy named Issei Sagawa. Wait, and, quick question. Yes. Do you know... About this guy Vince Vince Champ, his name is yeah Vince Champ. Did you do you know if he uh, who he would rape? I think it was uh, he did uh, uh, rape women on college campuses. So I believe they were like college students. Uh, and he would perform at the colleges too. I think so. Yes. So that was part of it. And then also the the way he got caught was um, the woman was listening to the radio yeah, yeah, yeah. and she heard him. But the um, the other thing was the police saw his tour schedule and then the crimes had occurred all throughout wow, the places so, yeah, he that, was on tour with. That is, wow. Isn't that crazy? That is so crazy, yeah. It's so crazy, but it's just like, what a, what a, I'm glad that that woman was, you know, able to hear him, you know, like could hear, it was like a character yeah. voice that he did, but he also did it when he was raping the woman. That's crazy too. Yeah. But just out of curiosity, excuse me, Um, did he, uh, do you know what kind of, rape context it was i mean i don't know i think it was like it wasn't like it it, it, i i think it was something that um i think he it seems like he was i don't know if he was like breaking in or break in and just sort of violently uh, you know and and hold them down or something like that yeah something like that not a drugging or a i don't believe so kind of a date rape or something like that. no no wow i think he was it was actually like Wow, it, invade, it was just a full... Like, something like that. Yeah, wow. But uh, very strange. But this um, person that we're talking about today... By the way, since today, you're... Just, just, in a, uh, just out of curiosity, sorry, I don't, I mean, that's okay. a deviate, but am I right about the Robert Altman's uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. son thing, or writing uh, a Suicide is Painless, or... No, I don't know, whatever. I didn't find that, like, I, if this guy is still alive... Oh, Vince Champ? Oh, Vince Champ, Yes. Yeah. Oh. And he was on Star Search, and that's how he got big. And he wouldn't. Oh, wow. wow. He wouldn't and hide his he face. would cover their heads, ask about their sexual history, and then he would, it was often anal sex. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Anal. Hmm. That's, yeah. Star hmm. Search. 
Star Search, yeah. Star that's, Search Anal and Star Search, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, this is Issei okay. Sagawa. Okay, and yeah. um, this this happened on uh, June eleventh, nineteen eighty one, and this happened in Paris. And um, Issei Sagawa is uh, he was living in Paris. He's a student, and he had a fellow student that he had a crush on named Renee Hartfelt, mm. and uh, he invited her back to his apartment. And um, he, uh, you know, he had some like designs on her. He always had issues with women. Um, once when he was 24, he followed a woman home with um, the intent of leaving the place with a piece of her flesh. And, uh, but the woman held him down and the police arrested him for rape. So this was in Tokyo. But at 27, he moved to France and was at the Sorbonne where he met Renee Hartfelt. Um, so he invited Renee back to his apartment. And um, when she was there, he shot her. And then he had sex with her body and began to cut and eat different parts of her body. Oh, gosh. Um, photographing at every stage. Photographing? Yeah, oh. parts of her body. Um, so after a few days, uh, he put the parts of her body into a suitcase, which he planned to dump into a river. But uh, when he on his way there, um, some people saw him uh, with the suitcases and he noticed they were looking and he just ran away and left the suitcases there. And then, so then the the couple opened the suitcases and they called the police. Wow! So um, he ended up uh, being caught at you know, of course, and, and then was waiting trial. And then he was found to be insane. And then he was held at a mental institution. And um, then they deported him back to Japan, where once he got to Japan, they found him sane, which I think is weird. But uh, uh, they were able to uh, set him free. So he never really. Uh, he never really, you know, kind of paid for his crimes there. Right. But um, I think cannibalism is one of those things. He's out there still then. He's out there. Uh-huh. Now he's become a minor celebrity in Japan. He's appeared on films, been on TV as a commentator. Really? On crimes. Isn't that weird well, that you would just talk about? How did this not uh, ruin his life? Or uh, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean it's, it's in some, like, twisted way... Refreshing to see people giving somebody a second chance, I guess. But well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's I mean like, it didn't seem like he really uh, did. He learn a lesson? I don't know. I don't, I don't know because think, he doesn't seem he like redeem he's himself in any way. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be um, sorry. Yes, you know, right. like I think that if you do that, you should be sorry, right? Well, certainly, I, it should be something that plagues him for the rest of his life, uh, mentally. You know, right. uh, at least at the very least. I mean. Should be served some time for I mean, to, to some extent. I think right. It's a it's I mean, a very a, strange. That's a strong crime. I mean, that's a heavy crime. So I remember, like, part of his story growing up. He was very small. He was, I guess, he's four foot eight. But um, when he was a little little kid, um, his parents or his relatives would joke with him by putting him in like a soup pot because he was so oh. small. And I think part of that may have sort of either traumatized him or made him want to be eaten or to eat others. Oh. I don't know. Wow. I've yeah. never been put hey, in a soup what? pot. I, that That's interesting. Yeah, maybe he he was a kid when that happened, the soup pot. Mm-hmm. So maybe that had some sort of, yeah, psychological effect on him where he thought that he was going to be eaten. And so in some way of uh, owning that or something, he had to eat other eat people. somebody or, be- you know, Something, yeah, or... It was like some sort of it's some sort of defense thing or something like that. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I think about cannibalism sometimes. Like I think about like think about if you could do it. Well, say if like you're like the Uruguayan soccer team who got crashed in the Andes, and then they um, were trying to get out, but they didn't have any food, and they were trying to get the strength to get out, so they would start eating um, their uh, the people who had died. Yeah, I think that I would probably be okay with that yeah i think if it was cooked i mean i don't if know if it was yeah. cooked well enough and it was i mean i guess human f- flesh is probably or whatever or muscle is probably not that different from cow muscle or mm-hmm. or, or whatever or flesh or whatever or right. i guess muscle i guess is what it is yeah uh right i mean 
I mean, right? Is, or is it similar to animal meat, I guess? Yeah. Human meat. So if it was, you know, if it was cool morally, you know, or if well, there was I like mean, a moral, if the, it was, if it felt like it was a, a reasonable, there was a reasonable reason to do it, I could sort of maybe see myself doing that. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, like if you like, um, if you're in a situation where, like I just watched The Terror, you know that there's a TV show about the these guys who are on the um, looking for the Northwest Passage through Ar- Antarctica or mm. Canada through Arctic, so the Arctic Circle. Okay. So in the 1860s, they're trying to find a way from England to uh, through to Asia, trying to get there through the Arctic Circle or whatever. Oh. So they, they tried to go through and they were trapped there. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so then they ended up having to uh, resort to cannibalism because that was the only food that was available. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, if you're just in a situation where if you don't eat somebody... You might die. Yeah, that seems like I would. I would be fine with that. I could. I think I could do it too. I think. Yeah. I think I. I think I'd be. I think I'd go in on that. Yeah, I don't think I would feel bad either because it's like, well, we have to do this. Yeah. Or like the Donner Party. The Donner Party. Right. Um, definitely. Like they just couldn't. There was nothing else that they could eat. I, mean, I would have trouble eating it raw. I, I would think. You, you know? will. You just want it cooked. Well, I think I'd, I'd have to somehow get a fire going or something and get yeah. get it cooked because. Well, I just wouldn't want to eat any raw meat. I mean, yeah. Well, then again, I guess we do eat. I mean, I eat raw fish sometimes. Yeah, sushi. Sure. So, so that might be. I mean, seems like that's special. That's special. That's a raw, situation. That's a special raw fish, though. Or like ceviche. If, yeah, if they, I would, I, I love the idea of ceviche, but it has onions in it most of the time. And oh, I don't eat onions. Oh, you don't eat. Yeah, do you not eat so uh, allium like garlic or? I, all alliums I try to avoid. Okay. Yeah, so garlic and onions. Okay. A lot of times people think that fennel falls under the category of alliums, but they're, it's not. Fennel well, I like. Yeah, I guess it, I mean, it, it's sort of like, I guess it's a similar bulb shape. People think, yeah, it looks kind of similar, but it's not, it, it's not. It's not the same. I understand that like sometimes like uh, garlic and, and um, onions can be, that. well, they stay with you. That for me, that's why I think I have a particular sensitivity because it stays with me for mm-hmm. 24 hours. Yeah, it's gross. And, and And it's weird because it affects me in a weird way where... You can smell it on me too. Mm-hmm. Where somebody else who eats that stuff, you won't be able to really smell it on them, or even after a few hours, you won't be able to smell it on on them. But you smell it on me yeah. after a few hours. So I have a particular sensitivity to alliums. Yeah, right? I, I find it unple- I find it unpleasant to eat. I mean, it, it's like uh, I, I get that thing because it's kind of mentholated. There's something about it that's kind of that seems it's to have strong. like a vapor. Yeah, what's well, an air? They're aromatics, right? Yeah, or something. yeah. Um, I, it just, something about it, it's just, it's so strong that it overpowers everything else to me. Right. And I don't like it. And I used to like garlic, but I've grown, I feel actually kind of ill when I, when I Because it. it is, it's very maybe strong I, I and an it's kind of yeah. like, yeah, you might have an allergy to it. Yeah, maybe so. But actually maybe, yeah, I don't know. But the, uh, what was I going to say? The, um, you, you know about the Ayurvedic diet? Mm-hmm. 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 That's kind of cool. Yeah. It is. It's just, I, I mean... I've always dreamed of going to a restaurant. Uh, in fact, I even kind of thought as a joke to open up my own restaurant called No Onions, where you don't have to ask. <laughs> you know, it's just you, you know, just I, don't have you, to ask. You have to, it's they're nice to go not... to a place where you just you don't even have to ask. Yeah, they're not going to fuck with it. It's just you can just eat it and feel free just, about it. You know, because but the thing about onions is that nobody thinks that anybody's going to be offended by it, but it's offensive. It is a very polarizing. Food mm-hmm. and yet it's in a lot of stuff. It should always be an optional thing, I think. Yeah, I, I, because it's so polarizing, and yet it is. It, sometimes it's in a lot of stuff, and yeah. you can't get out of it. And ceviche, I I love the idea of ceviche, and I I sort of had some ceviche in some kind of way. But if there was no onions, I would be much more. Yeah, you know, there's there's always life. onions though in ceviche. You can't. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like for almost the most always. part. It's very rare, but I think you can sometimes find some non onion <laughs> ceviche. <laughs> well, I if have. you went to no onions. 
Yeah, then I, you, I gotta open up no onions. You have to open up no onions. Wait, is Ayurvedic no onions? Ayurva- Ayurvedic uh, is no ali- no garlic or onions. No alliums uh, or well, nightshades. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, you know it's chives and it's uh, you know I mean green onions, but that there's no onions or garlic in Ayurvedic diet, and that's what. So if you go to an Ayurvedic restaurant, yeah, that is kind of like no. You don't have to ask. That would be like no onions. That's kind of very liberating because you can go there and eat whatever you want. But when we ate together on New Year's Eve, it felt like there was onions in it. And you ate it. Actually, I didn't. It didn't say there were onions in that avocado citrus salad yeah. that we had. Yeah, and I. And then I, it didn't say that there was onions, but then I felt like I was tasting it and I didn't yeah. like that because yeah. I, I made, made me eat, eat onions. It seemed like there but was also, onions. But I was having trouble tasting stuff anyway at that time because I oh, was, that's right, a, you were I was sick. Uh, sick, yeah. The, um, the, um, and you were bold enough to sit next to me. I, and, I, 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 did. I didn't get sick from you. Good. I did, but I did get sick um, two weeks ago. I got really sick mm. and I was so sick that um, I almost called 911. Oh my I gosh, wanted to call nine one one, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> and you didn't think it was a delayed response to me. You weren't thinking, "Damn, I should not have sat." No, <laughs> no, because it was a different kind of sick. Yeah. I think I shit a little bit on the floor, but I was Did just you? like, "Yeah, just a little." How did that happen? Well, I was like on the way. I was like sick, kind of like the flu sick. Yeah. But then, like, I was like on the way from the toilet to the bed. Yeah. And I think some fell out, and really? I didn't. I wasn't aware. And then I stepped on it, and that's when I was oh made aware. Oh my god, you stepped on it! Yeah. Wait, how did it? Uh, like, how did it? What were you wearing? I was wearing a bathrobe, and I think it just fell out. It fell out without kind of hitting the robe. It, yeah, or, it and felt, your leg it was like or a, anything. Yeah, it was like a free fall. It was a fall. clean drop. It was like a free fall, like about two or three inch small turd. Wow. That I stepped on. It's crazy to me that it made it through the robe. Unless it was was it a high cut robe? No, it was just like a regular bathrobe. So you were nude underneath yeah the robe and then it just, just kind of dropped wow, i can't believe it didn't it missed the robe i know that's what's, that's crazy what's, what's that really crazy the clean drop and then it was on the floor and then i stepped on it but uh but that wait but, when you stepped on it what did you think well it was dried at that point oh, really? so i didn't i thought it was lucia my dog oh yeah but then i realized no it couldn't be because it was it was like it was mine but i also <laughs> was could, like yeah. i don't know i mean i could tell that because hers are very like shaped in her way. Oh, yeah. They're shaped like her also. This was shaped like somebody else's asshole. Well, the only other asshole in this house is mine. Yeah. So it must have been mine. Oh, you don't recognize the shape of your own poo? No, because it's always different. (laughs) Wait, wait. What kind of poo was this? Was It It was was a kind of a semi-solid. It was like a semi-solid. It was like a piece, but not a turd because it was loose. So it was like a square almost. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. But it just fell. And uh, But yeah, I was really sick. I think um, it was like Stomach, maybe it was not sick, but food poisoning. You had a fever? Yeah, oh, but I, maybe food poisoning. And you thought about calling the... And I uh, almost called 911 because I was really, really sick, but then I fell asleep. And so then I woke up and that was much better. Yeah. But uh, That kind of reminds awful. me of this one time when I was in Romania. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in the town of Brazov, which is uh, the kind of provincial capital of Transylvania. Ooh. Uh, and so the uh, I all of a sudden had to go number two and... I, the elevator was broken and I was running up to my room, my hotel room. And hotel room is really cheap. I usually, at the time, I was staying in youth hostels most of the time. But the, the, in this case, it was a hotel. And I finally, I made it. I sat down on the toilet and I made it. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there and I thought, wow, I made it. And then I looked over and I saw there was poo on the floor. <gasps> and I was, and I, I thought, what? How did that happen? <laughs> and I thought, wait, I guess this came out before I, I <laughs> oh, no. what happened? But I looked at my pants and everything clean yeah i looked at everything <laughs> clean uh-huh. so somehow just as i was probably <laughs> pulling my pants down and in the process of sort of you know i don't know turning around and yeah. sitting on the toilet it came out oh before somehow before mm. i actually had sat down on the toilet but fortunately completely clean mm. i didn't hit any thing that i didn't want it hitting wow. you know? so i was lucky but it yeah. was crazy because it did come out a little bit before <laughs> i actually was on the toilet so it was kind of like you <laughs> much I mean, very similar it was a little bit different because you were coming from the bathroom right yeah. i was going to it but yeah, yeah a little bit i mean i think maybe mine was like i done, was done shitting but i was sick so i wasn't done i thought i was done but i wasn't and when i got up whatever was there yeah. fell off and then fell on the floor and i yeah oh, i think oh, that's what it is oh you mean uh it had already kind of came out. Yeah. But you didn't finish wiping? I think it was like I didn't finish wiping because I was so out of it. 
that yeah. I didn't really, oh. I mean, make that. Ah, uh, this all makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> no, this all makes kind of sense. You know? So it was like kind of a, yeah, I get it. So there was some sort of, yeah, clump that was still there. That and, was there. And you kind of were out of it and didn't do a thorough, or didn't just kind <laughs> yeah, of missed yeah. it, missed just a spot. A, just miss Actually, a spot. sometimes you can miss a spot if you're not really paying attention, you know? I don't know. Do you use baby wipes? No, I used to use witch hazel. But oh. um, I think I found a ultimate, like after using it for a long period of time, it started well, doing weird things wait, to my Wait, what do you anus. mean witch hazel? What do you, like on a cotton ball? What do you no, mean? No, on, on toilet paper. And you would douse the witch hazel? I wouldn't douse it. I would dampen it. With or the I witch would, hazel. I would just, you know, it would be a bottle of, you know, of witch hazel and I would sort of just get the tissue and put it <laughs> on, never the, heard of used on, on the top of the thing. Using witch hazel for that. Oh yeah, it's a soothing. It has soothing qualities, supposedly. Oh. I, in fact, there are witch hazel wipes you can get too. Okay, Dickinson's. Mm, okay. And um, the, uh, but I stopped using it because I think it was doing. I think it was doing something weird to my the skin on my butt crack. Is it drying? I don't know what it was doing, but I think it was it was weird, and I stopped it, and it's been better since. And mm. but uh, I do use water all the time. I'll wet the, uh, but I don't use baby wipes because I don't want any kind of. Um, uh, a detergent or something oh, right. like that. I don't want something like that going in there. But at, at that time, because but I use water mm-hmm. and also baby wipes. It's a little impractical too because they're thicker, and then you got right. you have to then you can only then you'll have to flush more often. And That's it, true. And, it, and it's kind of not as practical. You know, I like a roll. You know, or I, right. I like and I like Scott tissue. I'm a Scott guy. You, know? <laughs> you, you like Scott? Yeah. I, I like Charmin. I like Charmin. Really, you like Charmin? Yeah, huh? I like how spongy it is. Oh, that's interesting. And I, then it's like kind of flaky, and then it. I, like I don't the like scent. the flakiness, mm. yeah, because that's the problem I have with it is it's too flaky. Yeah, I like something that's a little that's not going to flake out because you know what happens in flakes, right? What flakes lead to dingleberries? Yeah, <laughs> is that what that? Well, I mean, I don't know. They do for <laughs> some people. I bet your, I'm sure your butthole is probably pretty uh, nice and tidy. You well, know, but... mine is very like. I mean, obviously a big, big dingleberry fat. That's what it was. That, what's what fell out is it well, big 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 dingleberry. yeah yeah but i mean i think that if you have hair in your butt crack which i yeah. think you, you know i mean well you know i mean i do and um it's more prone to right f- dingleberries and and you know flakier tissue can lead to that that's know? true i guess uh, well because i yeah i shave everything so it's kind yeah. of not there's nothing back there there's right. nothing back I, there. I, I, I kind of, for some reason, thought that that would that would be probably pretty clean back there as I far think as hair so. goes. Yeah. yeah, you have to like shave it because, yeah, because if I don't, then it gets in the way of everything. And then it's like really dingleberry, like crazy. Yeah. Like it's just dirty. Well, then you can't really use Charmin. You got to switch to Scott. If yeah. So I'm but, fortunate about the Charmin. But also, Char- yeah, I like, I like some more... Um, What's the word? I mean, I just feel like it's too flimsy, Charmin. And co- Cottonelle is another one I don't use. I hate. I try to oh. avoid Cottonelle and Charmin really at all mm-hmm. costs. Yeah. Okay. But Scott is more sturdy. You know, I like right. sturdy. So you like it more waxy? It's not waxy. It's just sturdier. It's just, it's more, mm. it's not as, it's not as flaky and powdery, you know? It's yeah. It's just more, I don't know. It's more like a, well, anyway, it's just better. Well, I like to me. shit at the park sometimes. I have a park down do? the street. Yeah. There's Why do you a, go there? If it's well, down the I'm, street, can't you just come back up? There? Well, usually, because um, I'm walking the dog down there. and oh, you get inspired um, and you just like, you got it. Yeah. Oh, you want to do it with the dog. I want to do it with the dog. <laughs> but you no, know, it's also because it's like, it's the timing because I usually have coffee. I get up in the morning and I have coffee and then I walk the dog to the park and that's almost always the perfect time to shit. Uh, uh, at the, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like in the morning, right after coffee, after like about a 10 minute walk. And you, then oh, I'm surprised. Yeah. Because if it's close by, mm-hmm. I would think I'm just going to hold this. Well, I, I mean, home. I just like Unless it. Unless you enjoy public. I do pooing. like the public. Well, I like it. And also, but the toilet paper tissue there is very waxy because it's the, the park toilet paper. Yeah. So it's like this kind of cheap, but it's got like a don't like if you pick up a donut. Like, oh, it's you know like you that? Get, you know, like it's like waxy it's like, like that. It's like the covers, the. Mm-hmm. The toilet bowl covers, but yeah, right. a donut or a donut paper, a donut paper, hmm. and it's really waxy, and it's like um, it kind of like scratches. So I kind of like that. Uh, scratches. That's pretty sturdy. That's kind of cool. It's I guess. kind of a little abrasive. You think you've got to scratch the shit out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I like that's that. That's kind of good. I guess. Yeah, yeah that's pretty. Thorough. So I mean, that to me, that's appropriate in the morning. I think that's pretty thorough. So you don't use water, or you do wave baby wipes? I guess I do have baby wipes, and then I have a bidet. Oh, so yeah, I'll use yeah. that downstairs with with water, yeah. not with soap. But you didn't use that one night, I guess. Not that one <laughs> night. I was too sick. But I do like uh, I like the bidet because it's it's like in Japan when you go to Japan, 
um, like is it where Ise Sagawa lives, um, <laughs> you can uh, have like the water and then the, then the, there's like a, a blow dry your asshole. Really? Yeah. Or like a spray and then like water and then like it'll blow it dry. I'm kind of concerned about using a bidet. I've never really used one. It's nice. If you like water. Well, I just don't, I'm a, I feel like if I get, if I blast, if I blast my, my acorn, <laughs> the, uh, I'm going to, it's going to like maybe spray. Splash poo into other parts, you know, like on, yeah. on my cheeks, you know, I or something that. like yeah. that, you know. Yeah. And so, I kind of just feel like it feels risky. It feels like uh, there's not enough control for me. I want a right. little more control. I don't. I don't trust that this thing is going to blast correctly. Because mm. also, that I mean, you can probably adjust the strength of it, but yeah, some of those things blast. They really do blast the acorn hardcore. Mine is not a blaster. It's no. just mine is like a water fountain. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, see, it makes I'm an arc. Like the water is gonna. This poo water is gonna kind of drip down into my sort of. Uh, perineum area or oh, whatever yeah, or, yeah. and then or maybe even to my ball area too you know yeah so you have to well you just have to be aware of what's happening but um i remember there was a guy uh he was like this really rich right. gay guy who um worked on star search <laughs> and uh he actually um had a bidet but above the bidet it was like a porcelain shelf that had like tux and preparation h and like all of these like ointments and creams and stuff and it was like a first ass kit Ah, uh-huh. and it was above first kit. it was above the um bidet and i was like oh i wish i had that yeah i really like so now i i do have a bidet but yeah. i don't have a first ass kit oh well you gotta live out the dream you know? i know i have to fully but i haven't really needed any of the other stuff were you on star search before yeah yeah you I won was, it no i was on um i didn't win i came in like second i was on um Star Search International. Oh. So it was like I was representing Korea, which is super weird. Really? Doesn't make any sense. Sure, yeah. But they didn't know what to do with me in the 90s, early 90s, late 80s doing comedy. Yeah. So that was a TV gig. Do you're you, you're too young to, for Star Search, I think. Oh, I yeah, I, no, I yeah, but the, did, just out of curiosity, did, were you ever friendly with uh Henry Cho at all? Or? I know him. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. I did gigs with him. Yeah. Um I love Henry. He's yeah. a nice guy. I never see him. I I mean, he doesn't live here, I guess. He lives in Tennessee still. Yeah, right? Yeah, he's Texas cool. He's a cool guy. Yeah. But uh he, Did you guys ever bond on having the same name? Yeah. And being Asian Co- comedy Korean, and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's very um he's such a uh he he's such a very southern proper southern, southern yeah, gentleman totally, yeah, yeah. you know he plays golf and he loves that but yeah i remember he used to be like the host of like remember friday night videos friday yeah uh, or this one they just called it friday night too. yeah they called it friday night it was on uh, you know on fridays after uh uh well just late at night after the t- uh the late show the, yeah. the later the whatever's late night it was after late night yeah. it was a friday friday it was a Friday night, and then they called it Fridays, mm-hmm. but he hosted that, yeah. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He was like the only Korean that I knew in show business at that time. Um, do you know other Filipinos in show business at that time, or earlier on? Oh, well, I mean, back like then? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, there was Al Manalo. Of t- course. I think we might have talked yeah, about Yeah, we talked about Al. Um, and then there's, well, I mean, Rob Schneider. You know, oh, that's and, right. You know, and, I always um, forget about him. Yeah. And He's then, half Filipino, uh, right? That's right, yeah. And then um, there's some other half Filipinos that were probably after you, but like before me, like Tony Diomko. Did you, you didn't know a guy? I named, know, th- yeah. Oh, did I you know, know Tony yeah. Diomko? He was in yeah. San Francisco. I mean, he, you know, it's, I mean, I don't know how, what. Uh, like level or you're talking about I mean mm-hmm. he's you know uh, but yeah Tony Diomko and well there's a lot of Filipinos I mean yeah especially in the Bay Area yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, Dan Gabriel was another one. Oh, I mean, that's th- right I mean this, this is not this is like uh, yeah anyway yeah so is Dan half Dan Gabriel's half Filipino, yeah you know yeah, yeah yeah and then there's this guy there was this guy more my his, my time his name is Joey Gila who's he's mm. half Filipino too but anyway and there's a lot I mean I can go on and on I mean, there's so many Filipinos but of that time though Mm-hmm. Um, or like, or the '90s or something like that. I don't really. I mean, yeah, just the ones I mentioned, I guess. Was Mitch Mullaney Filipino? No, Mitch Mullaney. He died. He was a comedian. He, uh, I don't know why I have it in my mind that he was Filipino, but maybe not. Somebody told me once that Steve Perry was Korean. I don't. I don't. 
I, I heard. I think I. I, I think I heard that though. Or that he, yeah, yeah. I, and he does look a little. He looks a, a, little, a little Asian. Asian or something. And I'm like, yeah. ooh. Hmm. Some people. Yeah. And then you know, I mean, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of Asians. You know, people are part Asian or something mm-hmm. like that. Keanu Reeves, of course. And, that's right. You know. That's right. And then, and but but we're we're Asian, and that's when the uh, the show is is Mortal Minorities this month. We talk about Asians and crime. Right, 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 right. And I, do we? Do you feel like we, we should get back to? I don't know. No, I think that we did a good job. Oh, with really? Him. Okay, yeah. Cool, yeah. I mean, I just want so crazy that he didn't. He did this horrendous crime, right? And didn't pay for it. Didn't. And yeah, what? How? That's crazy. And he's a celebrity now. Kind of. Or yeah. He's a commentator, and he's yeah. He's just one of these. That's crazy. It's so crazy that you. I could mean, just, that's so weird. You know, I mean, like I nobody ate somebody. Cares. I don't, it seems like somebody should. I mean, that's crazy. Imagine if, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer became, you know, a judge on the X Factor or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's, mean, like it's like, with, yeah, like or, they're comment, commenting on it. I mean, it's just a very strange thing. And like, I don't know. Mass, you got Jeffrey, yeah, like one of the, we got, uh, uh, you know, like, um, you know, Jenny McCarthy on the panel mm-hmm. for The Mass Singer. And we got um, Ted Bundy <laughs> and, uh, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer. It's so weird. It's so weird, but it, maybe when you uh, commit a crime, hopefully somehow you pay with your guilt and remorse, which I don't know if he has, but it just seems like an, a strange, this is a strange story. What do you, do you like, what do you like about, what are you fascinated about with regards to these types of stories? I think, and, or is it, is it because it's interesting that you don't really, we don't hear about it. Asian people yeah it's it's like Asians uh who are um you know kind of in this this these 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 groups of stories that are like it's such a weird thing because we don't really see ourselves often and when we do it's kind of kind of a shock but something like this is a real shock this story is a little bit different because he wasn't an American immigrant he was a, a sort of a immigrant in France yeah. and did it so still a minority but now he's back in Japan but I think it's interesting just because we're so unused to really seeing ourselves in so many ways mm. and uh, also when we are seen it's kind of a, in a mi- model minority way mm-hmm. like Asians are always called sort of the model minority but here it's uh, obviously not that yeah so you like this sort of you're, I mean you're, you're interested in this sort of yeah. the, the bad boys of Asia or whatever <laughs> or the bad the bad boys of Asian uh, or uh, heritage you know yeah like where where know? um the sort of model myth goes wrong uh, were you uh, you weren't were you rebellious at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, so. Yeah. I think I still yeah, am. Yeah, I think we may, might have touched on that. Yeah, but I oh, think you're still rebellious. I think I'm still rebellious. You're still a bad boy. I think so. Uh-huh. But also at the same time, um, you know, kind of comfortable in in growing older and you know enjoying being good to myself. So uh-huh. so rebellion, I think, calms down. Were you always rebellious? <laughs> always. I mean, yes. I, I'm never rebellious. Well, you, really. but you you're your own person. Uh, oh, so okay. In that way, yeah, I've always tried to be true to myself. Because I you're a very yeah. unique person. You also uh, don't have a smartphone. Yeah, very different for, in this world. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a big rebel rebellious well, thing. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that I guess that it, there's something rebellious about that. But um, um, but I've never tried. I've never. Yeah. Well, look, I, you you know, I guess in in this sense, yes. And I never. I never did drugs or drank alcohol mm-hmm. and all my friends did when I was younger. Yeah. And that was sort of, a, I guess, somewhat of a rebellious thing. Right. But really, I think ultimately though, I kind of feel like I just, I would like to do things my way, but as long as it's not, um, doesn't seem like it's going to hurt anybody or yeah. something or hurt myself. So yeah. I, I guess that's where my rebellion stops is like, mm. I don't want to do something that's negative to somebody yeah. else and you're not gonna eat anybody to you don't yeah, eat and I'm not, i don't want to eat anybody unless you have to yeah unless i have to yeah yeah and right. unless maybe unless you're there too i think okay i yeah. think it'd be more fun if we did it together okay yeah. <laughs> i think not that, fun but i mean uh, no i think that I think would be good be, you know it, it has to be somebody who's i think it'd be kind of yeah i don't know for some reason i think that'd be a little bit better of an experience to do it with somebody who has who's mm. doing it for the first time too or something let's like eat that. bart davenport oh shoot okay yeah and then he'll and then he'll eat. Then you two can eat me, and then okay. and then then whatever, and then we'll eat you, and okay, so on and so forth. You know, just like the talking about situation. I love it. Thank um, you, Brent. Brent. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. You're the best. And well, you, you, yeah, we're, you're the most talked about guest that we have ever had. Gee whiz. I mean, I'm very flattered. You're very mentioned flattered. So, every I can't imagine. episode. I can't imagine that I'm... Every I'm, single one. Well, gee whiz. Thanks. Thanks very much. Thanks, thank you, Brent. Thanks, thanks for mentioning. Um, yeah. Is, is this is this it? Yeah, we're finished now. Can, can I... Can I... Is it okay? Can I mention a couple of things? Is that... Can I... Yeah. Um, oh, actually, is that okay? No, no, no. Is it... Is no, it, keep going. Does it come... When does this come out, actually? Well, we, we can put it out whenever you want. Well, it's not a big deal, but I mean, um, well, it's not a big deal, but if anyone's in the Los Angeles area, I'm doing a show on February 22nd. Okay. And it's at the Improv, and it's at oh, 8 good. p.m., and it'll be I'm my gonna own go. show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, wait, I'm going to write it down, because I want to go. Yeah, Let's well, see. Yeah. Because that's that sounds great. At the Improv? Uh, yeah, at the Improv, yeah. Uh, February 22nd, 8 p.m. at the Improv in Hollywood, California on Melrose. Oh, yeah, and I'm coming. if anybody is not in the Los Angeles area, or if you're in the Los Angeles area and you don't want to go out, um, just I have this stand-up comedy special, this hour special, and it's on Amazon, and it's called Appealing to the Mainstream, for anybody who, who's interested. I like that. Appealing to the... Oh, it's talking about being re- rebellious, you know? It's called Appealing to the Mainstream. I mean, it's an ironic title. But, I know. Um, but uh, Appealing to the Mainstream, it's on Amazon. Check it out if you want to see that. That's perfect. That's it. Thank you, Brent. It's taking over my dreams, waking me out of my sleep. I think I'm coming apart. The Margaret Show is an Erios production with editing by Tracy Levy and original music by Garrison Starr. Never miss an episode of The Margaret Show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I don't know where to start. Coming out of the dark, coming out of the dark, coming out of the dark. Yeah, coming out of the dark. Erios. Powered by ACAST. 